Good morning, good afternoon, and good whatever time of the day you're listening to this, the first edition of our Euros podcast. We're all excited for a summer of international football, and we hope that the written coverage on our website keeps you updated, informed, and entertained, because sometimes three matches a day is not enough. Our group correspondents have made their predictions for the tournament and written a breakdown of all 24 teams. All of that is on the website now. After you've finished listening to this podcast, head to retrospect.net slash sport for more. Without further ado, let's get into the conversation. We've all got different ideas about who we think is going to win the tournament and who's going to get knocked out where along the way. But in today's episode, we're going to debate how each group is going to unfold and then the knockouts and come to an agreement to form an absolutely official Euro 2020 retrospect prediction. Of course, following the outs for it, the natural place to start is Group A. Our group correspondent for Group A is an avid Wales fan, but he's not with us today, so we don't have to be afraid of debating their chances, honestly. Jake, how predictable do you think Group A is? I think predictable only forms it with Italy. I think we can all kind of predict that yeah. they're going to finish top. They're unbeaten over 20 games, but I think that's where it stops. I think the other three places are all completely up for grabs for either side. I mean, Wales, we've all got yeah. our different thoughts about them, but I think they, ha- they have a great chance of progress- progressing from this group if they get off to a strong start against Switzerland. Yeah, of course, obviously the benefit of this Euros is... The third place rule, where obviously six groups, but the four best third places go through. And I think that's probably Wales' best chance of um, qualifying. Like I think four points will be enough. I agree, yeah. I think, same as Jake, that first game against Switzerland is key. If they get a result there, three points, that should, should set them on a good platform to get them through um, in third place, maybe. Um, Ed, what do you think about some of the other teams in Group A? Maybe a Turkey or Switzerland? Um, well, I think Turkey, there's been a lot of talk about them, kind of similar to Denmark, um, that they could be somewhat of a dark horse. Obviously, they've got Burak Yilmaz up front, very experienced striker who scored a lot of goals in league Gun this season and it's always useful to have a striker like that because even if you're being a bit pegged back in a game it's a good option to have on the counter-attack someone you can swing the ball into Absolutely Yeah of course Turkey also have their manager back from the 2002 World Cup of course they got to the semi-finals of that tournament They do Um, He's a very experienced coach Um, obviously has had success with the country before Um, so he'll look to And that might be where Wales falls short Um, Rob Page obviously came into the job um, with short notice he's tried to change a few things since um, taking over um, he's experimented a lot with a false nine um, and I think the problem for Wales will be scoring enough goals against Italy and Switzerland in yeah. particular yeah. Um, they're going to have to rely on um, of course Gareth Bale for that um, who do we think get in the top two spots in Group A? I feel like... We're all Italy, aren't we, for, for the number top. one spot. But then second, it's really an open game. I think I'm going to back Turkey there because I feel like they, they might just have a little bit more edge in the forward areas for the games, yeah. especially against that. I mean, Switzerland, it's, I feel like they're probably the weakest outfit in the group. So I think I'd back Turkey to finish second, Wales third and Switzerland bottom, but it's really open. And also, we can't forget that 
the Turkish team, like you said, they have a lot of options, uh, quality up front, but also the centre-back pairing of Soyuncu and Demiral. Um, I can see them getting a couple of 1-0s, 2-0s. Um, yeah, Turkey second, I agree. Sam? See, I, I think Switzerland could nab second. I think, they, they're a, I think they're more of an experienced, cohesive unit. If I'm honest, they've got their coach has worked with these players for years. They all they always find a way to get out of the group. Yeah. I mean, not that I think they'll get any further. Um, I ju- I think that they are one of those teams that just always are good enough to get out of the group, which I think they'll do. I think second, they they, they could. I, I feel like their game with Wales is going to be a nil nil. Yeah, I feel like they they can edge past Turkey. Um, so I think they, they'll finish second on four points. Okay, that is a convincing argument there. And they do always seem to find a way to get to the last 16. Steed and then get knocked and out. Yeah. yeah. Ed, yeah. any thoughts? I, I'd have to agree with that. What Sam said, to be honest, um, Switzerland, they, they find a way of going through. We saw it in Brazil in 2014 and in Euro 2016. They managed to get out of the group. And yeah, as we say crash out in the last 16 yeah you've sold me on Switzerland a bit there but, but who do we have third and fourth see the, the teams are almost my, too good yeah to I just think Wales with a momentum behind them third like I think they could finish I think be Wales third I reckon they'll get through as a, as a top third place as well okay so that would have Turkey as fourth that place that would have Turkey as fourth and place with a lot of people talking about them as dark horses for the tournament mm. Um, I think they flopped at Euro 2016 I know it's a bit of a I know it's a different a different team but again they but again they, it's hard to call with Turkey I think that's it we've got it settled yeah. then so we've got Italy top Switzerland in second Wales progressing we think in third yeah. place and Turkey dark horses no more as they finish fourth course. Turkey yeah. to flop um, so Group B, interesting. You've got another dark horse, I think, in there. My personal dark horse for the tournament, Denmark. Uh, they're alongside obviously Belgium, one of the favourites. Russia, coming off the back of a very strong World Cup showing, and debutants Finland, um, of course, spearheaded by the Pookie Party himself. <laughs> um, interesting one, Ed. What do you think of Belgium? Obviously, they this kind of golden generation they speak about haven't really turned up at major tournaments. Is this the one, do you reckon? It certainly could be. I mean, Romelu Lukaku, we all know, is a very good striker, had his best season ever, and obviously he's had a year in which he's been coached by Antonio Conte, who, as we've seen in the Premier League with Diego Costa, is very good at taking strikers who are already on the verge of being world-class to that next level. And Lukaku will help Belgium a lot. And also De Bruyne, you couldn't really ask for better service than from him. No, it's almost a, a scary um, attacking lineup for Belgium. It's almost as if they've hand-picked um, who do you want your striker, who do you want your, your sister. Um, and even if Hazard and De Bruyne aren't, 100% fit in the early stages of the tournament, they've got the likes of Carrasco and Dries Mertens to um, yeah. to get them through. And I think that should be enough quality to get them easily through the group stage. I think Belgium are that classic case of 
their defence is far weaker than their attack. So they're going to be, they're probably going to cruise through this group, it looks like. But then when they get to a, the latter stages of the tournament up against higher quality attackers, you yeah. do f- almost fear of those wing backs push on and leave the likes of an ageing Vertonghen and older Vierold yeah. exposed in the channels. But I think I think Belgium will comfortably get out of this group with yeah. seven to nine Definitely. points. I mean, they might slightly struggle against Denmark, but I can't I can't see them at anything else apart from them beating Finland and Russia to two three nil. Yeah, we'll yeah. we'll put them top then. Uh, Denmark now the dark horse. Now I think the reason for me you'd say dark horse in the tournament is that even if they finish second in the group, they get a favourable draw in the last sixteen because they will play the runners up of Group A, which we put as Switzerland now. I think obviously I think they do have a very talented squad, as we know. Yes, They've got um, Simon Kier, obviously great season in Italy. Uh, Christian Eriksen, title winner with Inter Milan, Champions um, League winner Andreas Christensen, of course, and uh, a strikers up front. They kind of played Jake. You were explaining this to me. They play an odd system with three strikers. Up yes, front. they've they've basically got this fluid system where they play Yusuf Paulson, Wind and Martin Braithwaite in this kind of free striker fluid formation where none of they none of them are really an out and out clinical goal scorer, but they all kind of chip in and that that might be their downside in terms of they do not have an out and out goal scorer, but they'll chip, like lots of their players will chip in there. Again, like Belgium, their wing backs push really far forward and will look to get crosses into the box. And Ericsson, of course, we all know his quality. Yeah, and that I I think that's an interesting point because it could set the stage for an interesting battle between Belgium and Denmark where you have the um, the space for attackers against Belgium comes out wide where the wing backs have pushed mm. on but like you said um, Denmark don't have really any natural width no um, so that, sh- that should be um, an interesting game to watch yeah um, the interesting one on this group, I think, is Russia. Now, again, gone under the radar, I think. Obviously, we don't know how much the World Cup performance was affected by the home crowd, kind of just a wave of momentum. I know they thrashed Saudi Arabia 5-0, <laughs> which kind of <laughs> took everyone by surprise. I don't know, Ed, what do you think of Russia at the minute? Um, well, I think they've still got a you know, obviously they have the quality players that they had in 2018 because that was still relatively recently. Artem Zuba can cause some problems up front. Obviously, we saw Denis Cheryshev um, in midfield is a very good player indeed. Um, what they do lack now is the defence that they had in their home tournament. Though. They don't have Mario Fernandez going to this tournament and obviously... Um, Ignacevic, their centre-back for Stalwart, has now retired. And Akinfeyev as well has retired from international football. Um, Finland, the debutants, kind of, we saw this with a country from that region in the last Euros, <laughs> Iceland, of course. Dare um, we mention their name. Dare we mention their name, thank God they are not in this tournament. <laughs> um, I, it's a bit of an odd one, Finland, because they, obviously they, they came through in qualifying kind of a bit of a, as a surprise first ever major tournament of course they've never been to a Euros or a World Cup before um, I think with them it's, it's just a bit of like nothing to lose like, I guess they, they're kind of yeah and they'll enjoy the experience yeah. of being there and they do have the element of being the being the unknown no one really yeah. knows what to expect from them I think we it will be a more defensive approach because 
they don't have many high quality attackers apart from Timo Puki, who is that clinical goal scorer. But it's just whether they can generate enough chances for him to. They be, they just need to be able to see a game out, get keep it tight, one nil and nil nil, and see if they can give Puki that chance to see if he can take it because. It's again these these one off games like Finland. If they can they can play well against Russia, maybe they they get that three points, and that might even be enough to take them yeah. through. But I don't think they'll have it. Unfortunately, I think they will finish bottom of, of this group. So I think looking at Group B, then our predictions kind of going Belgium, Denmark, Russia, then Finland. I think we can all agree yeah. on that. Yeah, I think you can't discount um, Russia's or Finland's chances completely. But no. yes, uh, um, Belgium and Denmark. Do have more quality. Do we think Russia finishing third will get one of those four spots? I don't think they will. If they do, I think it could only be three points for them. Yeah, I think it's up. It's up oh in the God. air, Russia. I'm not fully convinced on them. I think we might have to come back to them. Maybe yeah, at the end and, and assess look. the other third place teams. But I'm not fully convinced on them. Yeah. Now, okay, Group C. We've got obviously Holland, Austria, Ukraine, and um, North Macedonia. Um, with the Netherlands obviously haven't qualified for a major tournament since the 2014 World Cup um, completely new look Netherlands um, obviously they've been hit with a blow with Jasper Sillison contracting Covid he's been told he's not going to the Euros Yeah. Um, so they've got Tim Krull and Martin Stecklenberg as their two keepers um, I guess Ed what, what do you think of Hol- uh, Netherlands at the minute? Um as you said, uh, they are a very new look side. They've got a couple of players very um, that are very exciting. Val Weghorst, um, twenty goals this season for Wolfsburg in the Bundesliga. So he's really quite clinical. Obviously, Genie Wijnaldum is that creative spark from midfield along with Frankie De Jong. But similarly to Liverpool this season, they could really miss the absence of Virgil van Dijk at the heart of their defence. And, um, of course, in the last couple of days, Donny van der Beek injured out of the tournament. Yeah, um, he's had a nightmare season. He has had a nightmare season. So, I mean, I, I wouldn't have expect. I don't know whether he'd start or not. I think they'd go midfield three with, it looks like the predicted lineups are looking at Wijnaldum, Klaas and... Frankie de Jong. Frankie de Jong. De Jong is also, um, he's starting to become the player that Barcelona... Um, Paid for. Wanted, yeah, the, the yeah the player they paid for, um, and his quality should um, should be a difference maker in that Netherlands yeah. side, and um, with their defensive injuries, they will be relying on De Jong, um, Weghorst, um, Memphis Depay, also who's coming off the back of a great season in Ligue 1, um, to score, maybe. They'll need a few more goals. Of course, the potentially Barcelona-bound Memphis Depay will probably want to impress as well this tournament. Um, second team in the group, Austria. Um, well, they disappointed they in did. Euro 2016. I remember a lot of people predicted them have a, a great tournament there. And I think they, they, might, they must have, I think they finished bottom they of their group, which was a, a big letdown. But they could... I think they've... Marco Arnautovic is still doing well for... I'm not not completely sure if he's in their squad or not, but they still have the quality of David Alaba, who's uh, been around for years now, but still was uh, under the age of thirty. Um, they're yeah. looking to do well, of course, as well. Uh, Marcel Stabitzer, um, RB Leipzig. Yeah, um, he's another quality player in there for Austria. Um, 
rumours about him potentially coming to the Premier League for a cut price deal. Again, um, it'd be an interesting one to see how he performs. Yeah, I've heard the price tag of £15 million being um, talked about. And he's a player that's um, that offers far more to the team than that, I think. Um, definitely yeah. one to watch. And the... Um, their goalkeeper, Daniel Bachman for uh, for Watford, coming off the back of a really strong season for them in which they got promoted. Um, my personal Euro fantasy differential pick in there. Uh, their manager's confirmed he will be their number one keeper at the tournament. Um, so I, it's, it's hard, this group is really hard to call in my mind because then you've got Ukraine. I um, See, I've just been looking up on Ukraine and I, I've for this, they, they came top of their qualifying group. They didn't lose any of their eight matches. And that included the very strong group. They had Portugal and Serbia in it. Of course, Portugal are seen as some of the favourites for this tournament. And Ukraine have managed to navigate past them in their qualifying group. And they're managed by Shevchenko, the legendary Shevchenko. And I think they they have a good, really good chance of progressing from this group. I I'm not fully convinced on North Macedonia or even Austria for, for that. I think they could get six points out of this. In the Netherlands, there's... I saw some. There's been some disruption. Their players aren't fully convinced on the training methods or what formation they're going to play. So I think that Ukraine really have a good chance in this. I agree. Yeah, I think um, it, it, it's another group where we could uh, we could be surprised by the teams. Um, some in a good way, some in a bad way. Um, North Macedonia as well. What do we? I mean, Ed, do we? I mean, chance? Ed, should we talk about North Macedonia. Well, uh, obviously, same as Finland's um, debutants in the tournament, so we really don't know um, what to expect from them and um, could come into their favour or obviously not come into their favour that they're in a group of teams that are probably, including Holland, to be honest, equally as unpredictable. I think we could give our prediction for this group and the reality could be the total opposite or vice versa. Yeah. So, um, I think we have to come to a decision. I think with Netherlands, I think they have the quality still. I think they'll finish top. I think Ukraine second, Austria third, and I'd probably have them qualifying as third as well. I think they would get yeah. four points and mm. North Macedonia rock bottom. Do we have any objections to that? Nope. Okay, so we have um, the Netherlands and Ukraine going through and Austria going through as a third place team. So, Ed, we move on to your group now, Group D. Yeah. Uh, what are you thinking about this group? Well, if you just look at look at this group purely on like a football quality basis, England and Croatia are the front runners. But England playing Scotland does change the picture a little bit because they're two very familiar foes and Scotland will be absolutely determined to get a result out of that game at Wembley as well. But I will go um, for England to top that group. Um, simplest reason, I said this on the Football Attic as well, being that they've got Harry Kane. He's just been unreal this season. 23 goals and 14 assists. That's getting into, well, Messi-esque territory if he scored a few more. 
Yeah, and I think it's always tempting um, before a major tournament to either um, to oversteer on England's expectations. So you have some people predicting a total failure, total collapse in the group stage, and some people um, who are convinced that um, it's going to come home. And I think, yeah, speaking sensibly, I think they should top this group um, relatively comfortably. And it's in the knockouts against the bigger teams where they will have um, a real challenge. Of course, the winners of this group will play the runners-up of that group of death, which we'll get to um, in a bit. Um, Czech Republic? I think it's probably a shootout between them and Scotland for third place. I think this group is going to be really tight. A lot. Of, I'm not expecting a lot of goals in any of the games of yeah. the, these between these teams. I think there'll be a lot of one-alls, two-ones. be very tight. And it's whether or not Scotland or Czech Republic can nick a point against... England or Croatia and then win that match up against each other because I think like we said on paper they're probably the two weakest outfits and I mean like Scotland like you said they're going to be absolutely desperate to do well in this tournament having been away for from uh, international tournament football for so long but that, that makes but makes all the difference we've got the quality I mean they've got Shea Adams up front who could deliver some goals but I'm not sure about Scotland um, of course, as well, Scotland will be playing in Hampden Park, two of their games. Yes. The England one's at Wembley, but Croatian Czech Republic is at Hampden Park with fans, so that could spur them on. Yeah, like, yeah. could even be a edge then. Yeah, um, and I think that is an, uh, an underrated factor in this year's tournament, um, that certain teams will have home advantage and they'll just be that more comfortable and familiar with their surroundings Um they will have played on the pitch many times before. And yeah, that could be advantage Scotland over Czech Republic, do we think? I think, like you said, I, wasn't, I didn't know about the two games at Hamden Park, but I think that will give them that bit of edge to, to finish third. And, then, and I, again, I think they, it's, again, it's whether they can nick a point against England or Croatia and win. And then, because I, I think there will be Czech Republic at Hamden. So it's that four-point mark, that's like that magical four-point mark to qualify yourself through in third place, and I think they'll get it. Yeah. Yeah. So, Phil, England, Croatia, Scotland, Czech Republic? Yeah. Ed, are you happy with that order? Um, I wouldn't totally discount Czech, because they've got quality in their squad too, but um, I'm happy, yeah, I think that could happen. And I yeah. I the third place we can come back to, I think, because there's two very tight groups to discuss. Yeah. Okay. And uh, yeah, it's it's always sad to um, put any team in fourth place, but I think um, Czech Republic, we're sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Spain's group, Group E. Group E. Um, I have the honour of serving as the group correspondent for this one. Um, you've got Poland, Spain, Slovakia and Sweden. Um also going to be quite a tight group, I think. Not very high scoring. Um, obviously, it features Robert Lewandowski, who is very high scoring, and Spain, who have the potential to ha- have explosive potential. Um, we always reference that 6-0 win against Germany in November. Um, but when you're relying on players like Alvaro Morata and the inconsistent Ferran Torres for goals, I think... Spain 
they should finish top, but it won't be an easy ride. Um, obviously, a lot was said about Luis Enrique's team selection. He picked only 24 players of 26, didn't pick any Real Madrid players, including Sergio Ramos. Um, and also now they've been hit by a COVID outbreak. So you've got Diego Llorente and... Sergio Busquets. Yeah. Busquets out of the tournament, I believe. They've had to name a parallel squad made up of... Yeah, they played against a friendly against Lithuania with their entire under-21 squad. So, um, yeah, that, that they have enough strength and depth um, to get through the group stages without those players. But you always have to think about the knock-on effect that might have on confidence or... Um, you know, familiarity with playing with each other. Jake, what do you think about this group? I think there's it's, there's a, some pattern to a few of the groups. I think similar to maybe Group A and B, of there's a almost a clear favourite for top in in Spain, and maybe a clear bottom in Slovakia. I think they're extremely weak outfit. I think you were telling me that they they've drawn against Malta, was it? And Cyprus. Really weak outfits. And if you think they're going to be going up against Spain and Poland and Zlatan Lus, Sweden, but I think they they did they did really well in the uh, twenty eighteen World Cup. They had a very they had a very uh, direct philosophy. They stuck to I think they play four four two with Seb Larson still in the midfield like keeps things ticking along for them and They'll, I think they'll get. They'll, I think every team will get a result against Slovakia, and I think Pol- Poland with Robert Lewandowski. I think he'll be that difference in the game against Sweden to see them come second with Spain top. Okay, so you think this group could be decided on goal difference? Yes, and Robert Lewandowski could be. It could be the man. I think he's 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 hungry for goals. He hasn't netted a, a huge amount in the two previous international tournaments for for Poland. So I think this is. Really, his time. He's in the absolute form of his life. The last two seasons, he's been on. He's been on fire. So I think this is his time to deliver for Poland. Um, I've got him down as my personal golden boot winner. I can see him getting a few goals in this group, especially. Um, and I, I can see them finishing second. I, I and I think Sweden are gonna nab a third place. Get. Yeah. I say interesting about this group as well. Is all four of these teams got out of the group in the uh, twenty sixteen Euros, I believe. I think uh, so. Yeah, which is. Uh, I think Group F have it as well, but that's an inch. I say Slovakia have proven that they can do it. I know, obviously, they're not on great form. Yeah, um, yeah Spain, Poland, Sweden, Slovakia. I'm going for. Yeah, yeah and I agree. I, I think Sweden should have enough for third place. Um, as we said, they are without Zlatan for the first time since uh, Euro two thousand. Um, but they have got um, Alexander Isaac up front. Um, who's had a great season for Real Sociedad in Spain. Um, he'll be used to playing against some of those Spanish defenders as well. Um, he's physical, he's fast. And yeah, this group could come down to who scores the most against Slovakia. Yeah. Um, finally, last but not least, Group F. Group of death. Um, you've got the 2018 world champions... The 2016 European champions, the 2014 world champions, and Hungary. Um, I won't. I mean, I won't do Hungary a discredit because they actually did really well in the last major tournament they had. Um, obviously, uh, they drew three all with Portugal. They got out of the group. They finished second in that group. Uh, obviously, um, above Portugal. above Portugal as well. And Portugal, of course, didn't actually. They only won one game in ninety minutes, which was the semi final. Um, and they've got a much stronger squad this time. 
I, if you look at their 2016 Euro squad compared to now, you've got real quality um, throughout. You've got people like Ruben Diaz, Jao Cancelo. Um, the interesting one in this group, I think, gone under the radar, Germany. Ed, what Germany, what do you fancy their chances in this group? With them, we really don't know. Like, there's still quality that absolutely runs through their squad. But Jacken Love really seems to have lost the hang of it. Like, obviously, they were amazing in 2014, thoroughly deserved to win that World Cup. But 2018 was an utter car crash. And even somewhere between those two, in a group with France and Portugal, may not be enough to see them through as the best third. And I wouldn't back them to finish second. No, I think it's the thing with, with France as well. We've already mentioned it with Portugal. I think their squad has improved a lot since Euro 2016. They're both, they're both finalists here. And they've... I mean, the likes of Kylian Mbappe, he wasn't in the 2016 squad. If you've got him in addition to a team that reached the last European final, it's unbelievable. He's likely going to be the future Ballon d'Or winner. I think he's got maybe an outside shot of the golden boot here. If he can net a few against Hungary, or unfortunately are going to be the whipping boys of this group. But France, for me, are extremely strong. And I really, I think them and Portugal are the favourites. Yeah, also I think we can't forget the importance of um, Karim Benzema going into this tournament. Um, he's been recalled by um, the head coach and uh, he did pick up a, a little injury in their recent game. I'm not sure about the seriousness of that, but if he's fit, an attack of Mbappe, Benzema, Griezmann, that's enough wow. to frighten any defence, even Portugal. Yeah. Um, I think France will win this group. I, I agree. I think they will. Um, personally, I think Portugal can over probably... That's it, probably. They, they, I think they're going to overcome Germany. Uh, it's whether Germany can hold out results-wise in there because they could struggle to get out of, a, of the group again um, in a major tournament. Um, I say, I, they, I'm pretty confident they'll beat Hungary, but it's whether they'll beat Hungary enough. Because, um, I mean, we, we've got, at the minute, we've got Wales, Austria, Sweden down as three of the four third places and then we're looking at Russia, Scotland, Germany um, as other and of those three Russia's the one that st- stands out to me yeah are um, Germany going to get that magic four points well see that's the thing if they lose to the strongest outfits in France and Portugal it might maybe immaterial how many goals they score against Hungary because Scotland although they might not score as many as Germany if they can get four points they're edge above them, but I'm, I'm, I think I'm leaning with you, Sam. I think Russia have a better chance of getting the results against the teams in their group. I'm not saying they're necessarily a stronger outfit, because of course it's who you play against. And I think Russia have a better chance of coming third place, a better third place than Germany. Yeah, um, Ed, do you agree with that? I do, yeah, because um, I think third place in the group of death... Um, it's quite likely that even if it does come down to goal difference rather than whether or not you get four points, it's quite likely if you've lost to one of or both of France and Portugal, you will have conceded a lot of goals because those two have very deadly attackers. Yeah, of course, Germany play Hungary final game as well. So there's a real prospect they could be going into that with no points, yes. having to get a result. 
Thank you for listening to our podcast. If you've enjoyed listening to this episode, follow at Retrospect News on Instagram and Twitter or visit retrospect.net forward slash sport for updates throughout the tournament. For now, enjoy the football and we'll see you soon.